After an MVP-like performance in 2021 by Austin Riley, a lot of people, myself included, questioned whether or not he could back that up in 2022. And not only did he do that, but he earned himself the biggest contract given in franchise history. We're going to take a look back at the season for Austin Riley, how good it was, and can he get even better going forward? And is he the new cornerstone piece for this Atlanta Braves franchise in the future? We'll discuss all of that on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. Make sure you download the Locked On Sports Atlanta apps on Roku and Amazon Fire devices. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Also, if you're new, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast on YouTube. You're watching this video with me live or watching the replay. Please do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. It does help support the show a ton when you do that. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. Continue to post episodes daily here throughout the offseason. So we got you covered as we look for the Braves baseball season to begin in 2023. Be a lot to get to this offseason. Should be a lot of fun. But we continue our player preview series. We started yesterday taking a look at Matt Olson. So you hadn't checked that out. Make sure you go back and do so. Today we're going to turn our attention to Austin Riley, who again, was the MVP of the Braves last year. I don't think you can make a case, was an MVP or was the MVP of the Braves this year. I went with Dansby Swanson when I gave up my end-of-season awards, but I think you could have very easily made a case for Austin Riley. And you, you look at the first two seasons for Austin Riley. He slashed 232, 288, 448 with 26 home runs and 131 games. The power was always there, but... 232 average, a 288 on base percentage just wasn't going to cut it. A 736 OPS over those first two seasons. He entered the 2021 season in a battle for a third base job. And that's you know where Austin Riley has come from. Obviously, in 2021, he grabbed that job, had a breakout season, became an MVP candidate, won a Silver Slugger Award. I mean, just a breakout season of all breakouts. But many, myself included, wondered if he could repeat that type of performance in 2022 or was 2021 just a fluke. Now, going into the 2022 season and did, you know, obviously preview of the season here on the podcast, I said that I thought he'd be an all-star, you know, a perennial all-star candidate going forward, probably make several all-star teams. But I said, I don't know that he ever gets to that MVP level again. You know, I thought maybe he'd hit 270, 280, around 30, 35 home runs, and he did those things. But I think even more so than that, he he's probably going to get some more MVP votes, and he has certainly shown that he will potentially enter that MVP conversation again throughout his career. And you look at the 2022 season, just going to quickly go through it, kind of picked up 
you know, right where he left off. I can remember doing this podcast back in April. And again, one of my questions coming into the season is can Austin Riley repeat his 2021 performance? And for me, that was answered pretty quickly. Yes, right away. In April, he slugged 573. You know, I talked yesterday with Matt Olson that he was one of the more consistent batters early in that season. Austin Riley was right there with him as well. A good month of April showing that last year wasn't a fluke. However, the next couple of months, May and June, he was good, not necessarily great. Hit 252 over those next two months with 12 home runs. But then came the month of July, and I have never seen anything from an individual player in a month like what we saw from Austin Riley. I mean, just off the charts, ridiculous with what he did in the month of July. He slashed 423. That was his batting average, not his on-base percentage. He slashed 423, 459, 885 slugging percentage, hit 11 home runs, had 15 doubles. So overall, 26 extra base hits in the month of July. That set a team franchise record for the most extra base hits in a single month, a mark that was previously held uh, by Hank Aaron, the one and only Hank Aaron. So anytime you're breaking a Braves record or any record that involves Hank Aaron, uh, that's pretty special. So the month of July for Austin Riley was truly you know, one for the ages. On August 1st, the Braves signed Riley to a 10-year contract worth $212 million. And I want to talk a little bit more about that contract later on. But after that big month of July, the Braves said, that's enough, let's lock this guy up long-term. And that's exactly what they did, giving him the biggest contract in franchise history. However, after that, not necessarily a great finish for Austin Riley. He hit 224 the rest of the way with nine home runs. So he had 11 home runs in the month of July, had just nine home runs in the final two-plus months of the regular season. Again, I think maybe similar to Matt Olson, you had to think about giving Austin Riley some more rest throughout the season. I think, again, it's hard for me to imagine that one off day here or there really keeps a guy fresh for the end of the season. But when you look at Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, the way that they kind of tailed off towards the end of the year, I think it's certainly something that the Braves and Brian Snicker have to consider going forward is giving these guys some more rest throughout the season. Looking at the season stats for Austin Riley, he hit 273, a 271 expected batting average, a 349 on base percentage, a 428 slug, a five, a five or sorry, a 528 slug, a 531 expected slug, 877 OPS is fantastic, 38 home runs, 30, 39 doubles, 90 runs batted in, 90 or 90 runs scored, 93 runs batted in, 57 walks, 8.2 walk percentage. Love to see that maybe be up more around 10%. 168 strikeouts, similar to Matt Olson. A lot of strikeouts, 24.2% strikeout rate. Would love to see that come down even more, you know, around the 20% mark. A 315 batting average on balls in play. It's actually a lot lower than it was last year. That was 368 last year. So, you know, I think that's probably going to be about the norm of what we see with Austin Riley because when he does put the ball in play, he hits it so hard, as evident by his 50.8% hard hit percentage and his 92.5 mile per hour average exit velocity. So, you know, a 300, 315 Babbitt, you know, that's 
going to be pretty normal for Austin Riley. A 142 WRC plus, which is really good. And obviously 5.5 wins above replacement is good as well. So again, another MVP-like performance for Austin Riley in 2022. And you look at the defense and the metrics don't do him a lot of justice. I'm one of those who believes he's better defensively than what the the advanced metrics say. Do I think he's gold glover? No. You know, he's limited with his side-to-side mobility. I think he's one of the best at coming in on the baseball. The metrics don't necessarily say that, but you watch Austin Riley charge a baseball, whether it's bare hand, uh, you know, or just coming in and getting a ball. I think he's great defensively at doing that. Pretty much anything in his area he's going to get and make a play on. I think his arm, while it grades out below average, I think he has a very strong arm over there, at least from the eye test. So I think he's very solid defensively. I definitely don't think he's a negative defensively, as the metrics would suggest. Um, But either way, the the numbers don't do him any favors. Has a negative 1.7 defensive rating, according to Fangraphs, which ranks 13th among all third basemen. He has a negative 7.8 UZR and minus six outs above average. So those numbers, not great. However, you look at defensive run saves, and he had six defensive run saves, which was fifth best in all of baseball among third basemen. So, again, I'm more of an eye test guy when it comes to defense. Uh, The numbers, the advanced metrics don't do him a lot of good, and I do agree his limited mobility, particularly side-to-side, you know, does it is not great. There's too many balls that are getting by him down the line um, that would love to see him get a better, you know, whether he needs to back up a step or two to be able to get to some of those balls or whatever. Uh, I think, you know, some adjustments could be made. But overall, I definitely think he's at least a good, if not above average, third baseman, in my opinion, even though the metrics don't necessarily agree with me there. So that's the season for Austin Riley. Next, I want to just give you my overall thoughts on Riley, what his future for the Braves could look like, and is he that new cornerstone player for the Braves? Is he going to be that? He's got the big contract. He's, you know, at Chipper Jones' position, who was a cornerstone piece for the Braves for a long time. Is Austin Riley going to become that guy, especially if the Braves don't re-sign Dansby Swanson? I'll give you my thoughts on that next. Just like Austin Riley's numbers don't lie, the numbers for Simply Safe don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's super customizable, not a situation where you have to purchase things you don't need in order to get certain things you want. The system in- integrates well into your home and is easy to install. You don't need a tech to come out and and schedule something to do it for you. You don't have all the bulky damage and bulky figures in your house. Uh, It's very easy installation. It's very useful for security and peace of mind, uh, which I know I love with some young kids in the house. Uh, It's also there to help make sure everything is secure each and every day. Again, giving you that peace of mind. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at Simply Safe dot com slash locked on mlb save 20 percent on your simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free visit simply safe.com slash locked on mlb there's no safe like simply safe the braves feel pretty safe with austin riley going forward enough to give him a big contract i mentioned it a 10 
year deal worth $212 million. And there's some other specifics to go into that that can make it even more lucrative. And I think the questions a lot of many Brace fans have is, is the contract warranted? Um, you know, we still young player was under team control for a while. And a lot of people look at what happened after the contract was signed and he didn't finish great. And certainly some buyer's remorse, I think, from a lot of fans out there. I will say this. It's risky for sure for somebody like Austin Riley, who, you know, has become a slugger at this point. He's a slugger. Let's just, you know, call it what it is. He's a, he's a 30 plus home run bat. He strikes out a ton. That's what he is. He's, Hitting actually for more average than I maybe thought he would. I thought maybe he'd be more of a 260, 270 type hitter. I think perhaps he's more of a 280, 290 type hitter. Um, but the Braves feel pretty safe with it. And I think you should as well. Again, he put the back, you know, back to back MVP seasons. That just not, it's not just a flu. It doesn't just happen. You don't just, you don't luck yourself into back to back MVP type seasons as Austin Riley has. And I think there's room for improvement going forward, uh, which I want to talk about here in a minute. But as far as the contract's concerned, anything of that length, 10 years, is certainly risky. He's still just 25. He'll turn 26 in April. Um, but certainly, obviously, some risk at the end of that deal uh, that I think has to concern you a little bit as a Braves fan. But overall, I feel very comfortable with Austin Riley and where he's going uh, and his future with the Atlanta Braves and what he's going to be. And what is he going to be? Is he that new cornerstone player for the Atlanta Braves? Is he going to be that face of the franchise type player that Freddie Freeman was for years as Dansby Swanson kind of has been, you know, whether or not Dansby Swanson comes back and we'll see what that deal looks like. It's not going to be more than what Austin Riley got. So is Austin Riley that new face of the franchise type guy for the Braves? I know he's not necessarily that outspoken leader type, but neither was Freddie Freeman necessarily. So I think it could be Austin Riley going forward as kind of that that guy that, you know, the glue of the Atlanta Braves. I mean, he's here for nine more years, so or maybe even more. So I think there's certainly a possibility for that. You got to play. Um, you got to you got to play on the field. You have to get it done on the field to be that type of guy. And I think he will. Um, but I think there's a you know, I said even coming into this year, I thought he could be a perennial all star type player, a guy that's going to make several all star teams, a guy that will, you know, every now and then get some MVP votes. Maybe uh, he wins an MVP one day or at least finishes, you know, top three. So I think there's certainly the potential there for Austin Riley to be that type of player. So I think the deal in the end is going to be very good. But let me know uh, if you're listening live. Let me know in your comments your thoughts on the Austin Riley contract. Are you still happy with it? Were you never satisfied with it? Let me know your thoughts uh, in the chat section or in the comments down below, your thoughts on the Austin Riley contract situation. As far as my takeaways from the 2022 season, I thought it was a beautiful encore performance. Like I said, I thought he'd come back and have a, a good year, a great year even, you know, like I said, an all-star type season. But I think he was even better than that. I think he showed, you know, that he can be, again, that perennial MVP type performer. I think he'll be a good hitter, a better hit hitter than I even thought he could be. I thought he made some good adjustments. We've seen him make adjustments continually since he's come up. 
And I think, you know, there's still some adjusting for him to do. But again, he's proven to me that he can make those adjustments and become not just that slugger, that, you know, power hitter that we see, which he is, but somebody who can, you know, be a good 280 hitter um, that I think the Braves need in the middle of the of the the order. Like Olsen, too many lulls for me. You know, you take out that month of July and you look at, and, and really, you could say April as well, but there's just too many months where he was more 240, 310. You know, I, I need I need those lulls to be fewer and farther in between. Like Matt Olson really struggled in the month of September, um, but I need to see less lulls from Austin Riley. And his weren't necessarily as bad as Matt Olson's, but there were, you know, week two weeks at a time where Austin Riley just kind of was was lost at the plate and wasn't making a big impact. You saw in the postseason, wasn't swinging the bat well and really didn't have much of an impact there. So I need to see less lulls from Austin Riley going forward, but certainly when he's hot, we saw what he can do in July, what he was doing earlier in the season in April as well. Uh, but that was really my only complaint with Austin Riley in 2022 is just he would seem to cool off for weeks at a time and just long stretches that you can't afford to have your number three hitter going into those big of slumps. So things to improve on for me with Austin Riley, I do think there's room for improvement. Again, he's just 25, will turn 26 in April. So I think that could be the scary thing for opposing teams is that Austin Riley, while he's already you know an MVP-type candidate, I think there's room for him to be even better. You look at the defensive side of things I talked about, You know, I don't know necessarily what you can do about his mobility side to side. Um, but that is one area where if he could improve, do a better job on getting to those balls down the line, I think he's solid every at everything else defensively. The biggest thing for me is not just necessarily cutting down on the strikeouts. I know that's going to be part of his game, just like we talked about yesterday with Matt Olson, but he's in the 30th percentile in whip percentage and 43rd percentile in chase rate. Would love to see him do a better job of not chasing pitches out of the zone there are times this year where he was just swinging over the top of that slider down in the way then there's times where he would spit on it and it's just like he went through these peaks and valleys as most players do throughout the year would love to see him be more consistent there throughout the season not chasing those breaking balls down in the dirt that he seems to do from time to time and cut down on those strikeouts cut down on that whiff rate again if he can do that and put the ball in play a little bit more because um, when he does put the ball in play, like we talked about earlier, he hits the ball really hard. He can get himself in some better accounts by not chasing those pitches. So I think better pitch recognition. Again, I think those are all things that he can improve on that will make him an even better player. And then more walks as well. You know, would love to see him, again, not chasing those pitches, leading to more walks, leading to that on-base percentage, which was 350 this year. I will take that for sure. But I think he could be even better there, see him put the ball in play a little bit more again not chase those pitches get himself in better hitters counts because when he's on and he's hitting the ball and, and putting the ball in play he's doing so at, at an extreme highly high rate at least as exit velocity goes so certainly want to see more of that so i think there's area areas of improvement for riley and areas that i think can be improved just by 
getting more familiar at the big league level, getting more familiar with opposing pitchers and pitch recognition, you know, all those things will continue to come for a guy who is still very, very young. So I'm excited about the future for Austin Riley. Again, let me know your comments in, in chat or in the comments section below on YouTube. What do you think is the outlook for Austin Riley going forward? Can he get even better or have we seen the best of version of Austin Riley? Next, I wanted to talk about those comments that you have in the chat section and also just a little bit update on some news from around the league. We'll talk about that next. So also, if you're in the chat section, uh, chat section watching live or in the comment section on YouTube, let me know what other players you want me to review from 2022. I'm not going to do everybody, obviously going to hit some of the bigger names, but if there's somebody else you'd like to hear me review on the 2022 season let me know at the end of this i'm going to do a player tier ranking all the players for the atlanta braves right now uh, so we'll do that in a further episode as well but if there's any players in particular that you definitely want me to review from 2022 let me know in the comments um, just some news from around the league adam wainwright coming back for his final season pretty significant obviously race fans still a little upset about that trade uh, but what a career Adam Wainwright has had, and that will come to an end in 2023 as he's coming back for one more season. Not really sure why he didn't go out with Yachty and Albert Pujols. I think that would have been much better, but he gets his own season on his own to go out, I'm assuming, with the Cardinals, or it is going to be with the Cardinals. Uh, just taking a look at the comments section. Um, this one from Davis Gorman says, everybody's talking about Jock coming back to Atlanta, but do you think we could trade Miami for Solaire, what do you think a package for him could include? Maybe guys like Ozuna, Muller, and Vodnik. I think if you could give anything to the Marlins for Solaire, I think they would take him off your hands, except for Ozuna. They're not taking that deal. But uh was not a great year for Solaire in Miami. I wouldn't mind having him back as kind of a replacement for Ozuna. If you could move Ozuna in another deal, I wouldn't mind having Solaire as a right-handed dh bat you could maybe pair him with eddie rosario or if you could get you know get rid of osario and get jock peterson in there they could become a pretty good platoon option there at the dh position but i don't see that as very very likely uh chris Shaffy says riley has that winning attitude and mindset he's improving every year offensively and defensively is committed to work hard he's also a great ambassador as a player and person for the braves yeah i agree 100 percent. that's why i think he could ultimately become, whether Dansby comes back or not, I think Riley has a good chance to become that face of the franchise player for the Braves. Braves N01 says, I have no qualms about the Riley contract. Um, in my opinion, the Braves had to figure out putting two and three hitters like Freeman was. I don't think Swanson doesn't fit at number two spot. I think the Braves have to acquire a consistent three hitter. I hope that's what Austin Riley is, like I talked about. I think he has the ability, if he can just be a little bit more consistent throughout the year and not have these lulls, which, again, every hitter is going to have them. I think Austin Riley can be that number three hitter for a long time. And we talked about it yesterday, too. I think Acuna uh, could ultimately go into that three-hole as well if Michael Harris fits into the leadoff spot. Um. Braves N01 said, how about a profile on Jansen and Iglesias? I think that'd be good. Maybe do both of them together. Chris, Chris Schaff says, uh, Dylan Lee or Travis Darno review. Definitely, I think I'll do one on Travis Darno. I think his future is interesting and what happens next year. 
uh, the final year of his guaranteed year of his contract and what happens with William Contreras. So definitely we'll do one on Darno. I may just do all, all the relievers together because uh, Dylan Lee is certainly a, an interesting one uh, as he had a big year for the Atlanta Braves. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. As always, thank you for joining me live. Thank you for your comments in the chat section on YouTube. Enjoy the conversation there as well. But thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On MLB, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective, talking about the biggest stories from around the league and getting you ready for this World Series, which is going to happen at some point. I feel like it's been a year since we've seen a game of baseball, but it will pick things back up this weekend. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and I will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 